Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Let's talk about this next guest who used to work as an entrepreneur in the media and human resources space. And he was very familiar with the, our guest was very familiar with the challenges of having to balance many content writing projects with a small team and, of course, limited resources. But he figured out that content creation and language modeling with AI was a budding trend. And seeing this, he decided to create an AI bot or buddy that could help you write what you wanted. Well, what I understand is if you type in what your objective is, the bot then does the rest. Yeah, this is a bit of a scary prospect. Huh? But he was excited by the prospect of helping people write when they had those limited resources, when they didn't have time or inspiration. So he shared the idea with the people around him. But not everyone was on the same page. Yeah, you can guess that, you know, even though his friends and family who were supportive definitely expressed their concerns about the idea, his wife was worried that the average Singaporean office worker would not need such an app while his professional writer friends told him they did not need such a tool and would never want a robot to replace them. I can relate to that because I write stories for brands and I'm thinking, hey, if they employ a bot... I'm out of a job, right? Uh, but fast forward, StoryBuddy now has users in over 40 countries and partnerships with companies of different sizes, including the likes of Under Armour, Southeast Asia and Diageo. Well, let's find out more about StoryBuddy from Sam Neo, the founder and CEO of StoryBuddy. Sam, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me this morning. And we're excited to talk to you about this. I mean, we've tried to describe StoryBuddy. Perhaps you can tell us more about it. Yeah, sure. So StoryBuddy was created because we realized a few pain points in the market. First and foremost, people often lack, lack inspiration. You know, they stand on the screen, they don't know where to get started. They feel like they're so busy, like all of us every single day, right? The hustle and bustle itself. And finally, a lot of us may not be natural or good English speakers in a sense. So all these problems combined, I felt that it was stopping people from having a voice and stopping people from unlocking opportunities. So I thought, why not? If we can create something that helps everybody level the playing field. Wouldn't that be amazing? And that was where StoryBuddy was created. It certainly does sound very empowering, but what about the concern that some of your professional writer friends brought up that, you know, I don't want a robot to replace me. And I was just saying that, you know, I could relate to something like that. If you're helping companies write brand stories, wouldn't one be intimidated by something like that? I think the key thing that when we design StoryBuddy, right, like the name suggests, it's supposed to be a buddy with you. It's a, a mm. warm, fuzzy feeling of friend rather than something that's replacing you. So when we designed this, the intention was AI is here to complement, you know, you, what you're doing and not replace what you're doing. So we focus a lot on what we call co-creation rather than, oh, one click of a button is going to replace all your content writing. That was never the intention. I think that probably the key difference in terms of, you know, a tech person designing this and a HR person like me designing this where it's about people enablement, I guess. You sound like a guy who can talk as well, Sam. And I'm bringing this up because uh, I know you're a podcast host. You're the mm -hmm. founder of three startups, People, Mentality, Inc., Stories of Asia, and of course, Story Buddy, like we mentioned. How do all of your businesses play a part in you designing Story Buddy? Wow. So it started with People, Mentality, right, where it's an employee branding consultancy firm. Interesting story. A quick one here is that when I started it, it wasn't about consulting or business. It was actually creating a movement as an HR person to showcase that 
you know, HR is more than just an admin and support function. That's where I started this business. And Stories of Asia was created as a follow-up when I asked what's next, right? Because I realized that in Asia space itself, there's so many people that are sharing a lot of good stuff, a lot of good insights. But Asians, as we all know, we tend to be a bit more introverted. It tends to be like, you know, we just do our hard work and let it, let it show on its own. So there isn't a real platform for us to showcase our voice. And I wanted a platform where people come together that they can feel comfortable and showcase their voice. And finally, StoryBuddy was created because I realized that the movement was limited without technology. So I had the consulting side, the community side, but it just felt that if I don't have technology, I couldn't scale that impact. And hence, StoryBuddy was created to kind of combine that holy trinity of people enablement in some sense. Yeah. Mm. What was that road like for you, transitioning from being HR admin and support, as you put it earlier, uh, to becoming a technopreneur in a sense? And also a storyteller. I never envisioned it, to be honest. I thought I was just in HR for the rest of my career. Mm. Um, obviously, I wanted to do HR beyond just the admin's part, which is why I stepped out, right? Um, but I think along the way, I was pretty fortunate to have a lot of good mentors along the way to support me. But definitely a very daunting task. I mean, think about this, right? From dealing with people to dealing with technology and investors for that matter, because most people don't realize that techno- tech firms is not just about technology. It also involves a lot of stakeholder management, a lot of investors and stuff. So I guess what really helped me, right, was the fact that I was I'm kind of pretty good with people to some extent, I would say. And I leverage on that strength to bring good people around me to help complement what I like in that sense. So that really helped. Let's talk about the functions of Story Buddy. Tell us a little bit about the different functions and what are the odds that this robot's going to make a mistake? <laughs> Um, so the key functions, like you said, you know, it, it ties back, ties back to the key problems that I, I spoke about just now, right? Sure. So one of the key one is the instant generator mode, where basically one click of a button with one keyword of a short sentence in that sense, right? It generates a, a short form text. So for example, today we want to talk about, let's say, human resources, and I want something inspirational. You mm. just click human resources, something inspirational probably come out, and of course, you can pick and choose from there, right? So that's probably one of the easiest to use for beginner users. Then just now, I think what you guys spoke about in terms of the, the objective part is the second function, which is my favorite. It's called the persona mode. Basically, what it does is that it's not that scary after all. It's just a warm and fuzzy thing, right? You, you create your persona over there, right? Uh, what's mm-hmm. your profession? Let's say an entrepreneur, What's the tone of voice that say I'm passionate, excited, right? And what's my objective? Perhaps my objective today is to provide a feedback to Sam that he is um, a great team player, but perhaps he needs to be punctual. And what our chief content officer, Kobe, does, right? He will then generate something that is usable. For example, you might say, hey, Sam, you know, um, I like this. The team member has been very helpful, but perhaps you can manage the punctuality a little bit. So the tone of voice, and the, the profession itself can actually affect the, the output itself, right? And that's what we co-create from that. Finally, we have what we call framework mode, which takes people from step by step. For example, if I'm writing a social media post, it's going to take me like, let's say, five steps. Writing a hook, writing a context, you know, the, the main body itself and call to action. So a very useful step-by-step guide to help everyone create that. So to your point about making mistakes, I guess it's still... Um, a, a very young tool, a new tool. So definitely there might be some glitches here and there, but that's where the co-creation comes into play, right? We don't want the, the platform to be there to replace everything, but here for you to see, does this suit my needs? If not, how can I add a bit of slang, a bit of my voice, mm. to ensure that this is really uniquely mine and not a robot written piece mm. of content. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk about what powers all of this. You mentioned Kobe, and I understand mm. this was built with Elon Musk's company, OpenAI. You can't go 10 minutes without talking about Elon Musk, yeah, some days. So tell me more about this. How did you guys go about doing this and how it actually learns continuously as well to make it easier as one uses, the, the longer one uses the tech? So think of this in a simplest form. There are probably three layers to this, right? One layer is then, like I said, Elon Musk's company, OpenAI, which is basically like kind of the engine in some sense, right? Where it provides a huge database that's constantly growing in terms of the AI content itself. The middle layer would then be what my team is doing, right? In terms of the, the training part of it, because AI ultimately, think about this, the simplest form is machine learning, right? Constantly, there must be learning, there must be training to the platform to ensure that there's proper content that's created. And finally, the first layer, which is what all of us see, is where Baby Kobe, our chief content officer, is there to kind of work with you, to give you that feeling you're not alone on your content creation journey, to then piece together to use the easiest and most simplest form of, you know, user interface to ensure that users can actually activate the complicated stuff behind the scenes and bring it to life with just a couple of clicks of button, basically. Sam, I'm I'm loving this story, and unfortunately, my cynical investigator mind is coming into play. So, I like how we can use this definitely for the social media part. A lot of people mm-hmm. struggle there. Uh, even podcast description, I'm guessing we can use this as well. Can this be used in school? I recently wrote a thesis. Could I use this tool? to help me write certain skeleton parts of a thesis, perhaps, or an essay in school. Can I cheat in order? <laughs> okay. First and foremost, you can't cheat, but you can definitely use it for a school essay. <laughs> so, so how it does is then, like we said, right, you can actually, in fact, students are one big target audience for us and they love it. Oh. So the great part is that we don't emphasize a lot on just generating a whole piece of content at one go, right? Like I said, we have different features where it breaks in different parts. So, for example, today, let's say you want to write an essay or article around sustainability, right? Okay. Instead of clicking sustainability where the whole article comes out, which definitely is you know, plagiarized in some sense, right? Yes, yes. What you can do is you can break it on different parts because the plagiarism checker doesn't you know, really check in that small part. And of course, what you can do is you can edit with your own tone of voice as well as your, your example in that sense. So is that there, is one way that we mitigate that plagiarism part of it. Actually. But is there an... Uh, ethics question I mean I know it mitigates plagiarism but still you're supposed to do work yourself in school <laughs> I'm being that Singaporean doing work yourself, right? I, think, I think what we're trying to do here essentially if you think about this is having a friend to help you get started so okay. typically the best part for story buddy is the starting part and probably towards somewhere in the middle where you're getting stuck you need to extend your content and thoughts a little bit so we never ever encourage people to use story buddy to replace all writing or to succeed in that sense right? it's never that, that okay. thing but if you need to just get started, perhaps what is the first sentence I want to get started? Or perhaps if I have this sentence, but I'm going to rephrase it a little bit. How can I do it? I think that's where story buddy is the best friend that you can have. While you don't encourage plagiarism, I'm sure it, that people will abuse the tech, right? So while you mentioned that the plagiarism, uh, the plagiarism checker may not be mm. able to detect it, how can it detect it in the first place? I mean, this is something that was generated by an AI bot. It may not have any visible documentation online or anywhere else. So, in fact, people could get away with this, right? Of course, there's still a lot of limitation, I would say, for all these kind of platforms at this moment. We're still in a very infant phase, I mean, for most AI kind of platform in some sense, right? So, what we're doing at this stage to mitigate to some extent, first and foremost, 
we have intentionally kind of, you know, limited the content that's created in terms of length so that it forces you to kind of co-create with it. That's one, right? And mm-hmm. in the pipeline, we're also emphasizing a lot in, in terms of building systems to do all these checks to ensure that as much as possible, you know, we minimize the usage of a long-form content so that, you know, you can co-create. I think, like I said, once again, the whole emphasis is to encourage you to co-create. And along the way, right, it helps you to also learn different writing styles and your own unique writing style, which is really the emphasis for this platform as compared to a lot of AI copywriters out there. Mm. I, okay, I mean, to be fair also, I mean, when you're working with AI, it's still dumb to you yourself and, and your own principles mm-hmm. and, and how you want to advance as a human being. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your clientele list. Who's on it? What, which ones could you share with us? I would say one of the two of the key clients that we work very closely with, Under Armour, like you mentioned, Diageo. Yep. Yep. So we work a lot, even before the story by the day. Like I said, I've been doing consulting at the media space for a couple of years now, about five years now. And they've been great supporters of me. And since I wrote a story by they've been like, okay, let's try this together to, you know, kind of compliment for a bunch of previously. So these are two big clients that I work very closely So what's next in terms of taking something like that to the next level? I think it's about refining the tone of voice because, you know, as you know, all know, AI requires a lot of training, a lot of learning itself. And sometimes it can still sound a bit, you know, not so, a, a bit more robotic at times, right? So how do we humanize it further? And of course, I think from a technology perspective, we don't want it to just be a copywriter. So how do we constantly make it more fun, make it more humanized? How do we make you feel like, really, this is my story buddy and not just another platform or another app on my phone? So that's really the, the journey we're on at this moment. I wish I met you just two months ago. I could use this <laughs> instead of being buried in research. Sam Neo, founder and CEO of StoryBuddy. Appreciate your story this morning. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Sam, you take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.